0: First City Focus is supported in part by Good Samaritan, a regional health care center offering a variety of services from primary care to same-day joint replacement surgery and more. Good Samaritan, online at gshvin.org. Duke Energy, powering the lives of its customers and communities, online at DukeEnergy.com. And by Vincent's PBS members,
1: thank you. Thanks for tuning in to First City Focus. I'm your host, Nicole Carey. On this episode, community aid continues to grow in response to the deadly tornado that swept through two of our communities. We'll look at how folks are helping those affected. PACE Community Action Agency is bringing back its popular Boys and Beyond program. Find out how this and other programs continue to serve those in our area. And the Vincennes University audio recording program knows a thing or two about making great sound. We'll step inside the -the state-of-the-art facility that allows students the chance at a unique education. We'll have these stories and more right now on First City Focus. The night of Friday, March 31st, won't soon be forgotten for many people in our area. That's when an EF3 tornado raced across the Illinois-Indiana state line tearing through two of our communities. By the time daylight broke, six people had lost their lives, while hundreds of homes and businesses had been leveled or heavily damaged. Hunter Van Houten has spent time in those communities. Hunter, what have you seen come out of that tragic night?
2: Well, Nicole, for the communities of Crawford County, Illinois, and Sullivan, Indiana, it's a line of devastating damage most haven't seen before. But as hundreds are left to try to pick up the pieces of their lives, So many more are showing up to do whatever they can to help. During the last week of March, Indiana and Illinois were both preparing for a system of severe weather. On Friday, March 31st, at 8.58 Central Time, a devastating EF3 tornado touched down in Crawford County, Illinois. Meteorologists with the National Weather Service in Central Illinois tracked the tornado for 42 miles and say at one point the storm was a third of a mile wide. The tornado crossed over into Indiana around 10.30 p.m. Eastern Time and tore into Sullivan County for 8 to 10 miles before dissipating, according to the National Weather Service in Indianapolis. Three people in Crawford County and three people in Sullivan County lost their lives due to this storm. Instantly, emergency management agencies jumped into action to take control of the situation. Brad Midget, the emergency management coordinator in Crawford County, says once he could tell the storm might produce a tornado, he headed into his office.
0: I headed to our emergency operations center, and in my travels to the emergency operations center, I was in phone contact with National Weather Service. They did confirm that they had a you know a very uh, strong radar indicated tornado there with high confidence. And so uh, once I arrived at the the EOC, we pulled up the uh, weather radar. The direction of travel was going to place it within Crawford County. And we actually set the tornado warning sirens off roughly about the same time that the warning was issued for the county. So it went off a little earlier than than the warning came out.
2: The tornado ripped through Crawford County, destroying farm equipment, Lincoln Trail College's Harry L. Crisp Educational Center, and the Crawford County Airport. Sullivan County, Indiana, was next in the path of the EF3 tornado, which produced estimated wind speeds between 136 and 165 miles per hour. The city of Sullivan had 155 buildings affected by the storm, but the Hoosier spirit of helping your neighbor came through before the sun had even risen the next day. Vincent's Mayor Joe Yoakum visited Sullivan and toured the damage with Sullivan Mayor Clint Lamb around 3 in the morning. Yokum says the first thing he did when he heard about the tornado was call Lamb and find out how he could help.
3: It is um, it's very important for communities to help communities. Uh, like Clint and I, Mayor Lamb and I are good friends. Uh, we've both been mayor for this is our in our twelfth year. Uh, I know him very well, and we know that when something like this happens to a community. It's a big plus when other communities step up and and help out.
2: Many other agencies around Indiana have also stepped up to help Sullivan pick up the pieces. Governor Eric Holcomb toured the area the day after the tornado hit. Holcomb promised that the state is committed to helping rebuild this community.
0: Damage, destruction, disaster, but again, we will rebuild. It's been a uh, long night for a lot of people, a long day. And there's immediate 24-hour needs, and there will be next week needs, and there will be for the foreseeable future as we rebuild
2: this community. Holcomb declared a state of emergency in Sullivan County to get funds and supplies to the area as soon as possible. Groups of volunteers began showing up to help those affected begin the recovery process. One of those groups was Vincennes University's Homeland Security and Public Safety Program. Student Gage Lukens says his emergency management classes prepared him to help in the cleanup efforts. When he first heard about the storm, he was worried because he had family in the area.
0: Uh, my initial feelings was worry. I have a uh, cousin, his name's Quade. he lives around here. Uh, the tornado actually went within a half mile of where he lives, so I was really worried about him. Um, scared uh, down at, uh, like I said, uh, Lincoln Trail, Uh, My uh, other cousin, uh, one of their buildings got destroyed, so I was worried for her. Just a lot of worry all around, hoping that people were okay and that the response was going to be good enough to help them get back on their feet soon.
2: Thomas Hahn is another VU Homeland Security student who helped with cleanup. He says his immediate reaction was to figure out where and how he could help. Coming
4: out here, being able to help the community in any way, Uh, especially in this regard, you know, after a natural disaster, I think it's just great that we can all get out here, we can all really help and then, you know, start the cleanup and recovery process along with that.
2: Helping His Hands is a disaster response organization based out of Vincennes. Whenever a devastating storm happens in any part of the country, helping His Hands is most likely on site. Lloyd Overton says the group has been in the affected area since day one with crews helping residents tarp up their roofs and secure whatever items managed to survive the storm. Helping his hands isn't just for cleaning up, they can also help rebuild.
0: We go in initially for cleanup, but then if the need's there and the money is there, the donations, we go ahead in
4: and can rebuild also and or remodel to get people back in their
2: houses. Recovery will be a long process in both counties affected, But with the number of people on site each and every day helping out their neighbors, many residents can hopefully see a brighter day in the not-so-distant future. If you would like to donate or find a way to volunteer your time as the recovery efforts continue, head over to our website, vincentspbs.org, to find out the several different ways you can offer help. For First City Focus, I'm Hunter Van Houten. Nicole, back to you.
1: Thanks, Hunter. We'll have to follow along to see how the recovery effort progresses. Well, one agency that always works to support our communities is PACE Community Action Agency. The services PACE offers the public are many. Here to update us on their current efforts is PACE's Ty Blythe and Samantha Lockhart. Thanks for being here. Thanks for having us. Um, We're going to dive into all the great programs PACE has to offer um, our community, which also includes Sullivan, Sullivan. So first, it just makes sense that we've got to talk about the uh, services you're offering, those that have been affected by the tornado there in Sullivan.
5: We have been really fortunate that we've been able to really help out with those efforts. Whenever we contacted the city and other organizations to say, what do you need? Some of their biggest needs were laundry detergent, totes, extension cords, um, diapers, wipes. We were able to provide a lot of those Right there in Sullivan County, so individuals can pick those up if they need them. As well, we've had staff going up there and helping Mm -hmm. with the efforts on the ground, cleaning up, and we will continue to provide services. We have some basic needs assistance. So if there are individuals in Sullivan County that were impacted, there's an application they can fill out where we might be able to help them with some of the recovery efforts that they might need for themselves.
1: Okay that's great because we know this is not going to be a short time of a recovery. It's exactly. a long haul. Exactly. Okay well let's talk about some of the programs you guys are offering. I know one um, awesome program PACE offers is now back since uh, since COVID. It's the Boys and Beyond program, the camp you're hosting this summer. Tell yeah. us about how it got started. Oh my, it got started in 2015 through an innovation grant from the state, Mm -hmm. and
5: we hosted it, and it was a huge success. The boys loved it. The parents loved it. The schools were like, this is fantastic, and it was just one of those programs, though, that did not translate well to virtual services, so when COVID came about, we have not had the Boys and Beyond program since 2020, so this is our first year back. We can't wait. It's for boys that are finishing up fourth and fifth grade, and they come from eight to noon throughout the uh, one week in the summer. It's July 24th, I believe, and it's so fun. They learn how to do life skills, how to tie a tie, how to change a tire, Um, what do they need to know about etiquette, Mm -hmm. which fourth and fifth grade boys, that's interesting. Um, It's just an awesome program for boys in Knox, Green, Davies, and Sullivan counties that they can participate in.
1: Okay. Um, What kind of response have you gotten, especially from parents and guardians, um, after they've sent their child through the the program?
5: They love it. They said, we've had parents say, this should be something that every boy participates in. Um, Or my son stopped arguing with his sister as much, stopped playing video games as much, Mm Um, just the boys were so excited. And it's a really great age because it's before you get to middle school. So whenever peers are everything and parents know nothing that seems oh, to happen with yes. middle schoolers, maybe that was just mine when he was in middle school. but um, I, I don't think you're exclusive okay, in that okay. category. So <laughs> it's, a, it's a perfect time frame. And the boys have a great time. They love coming. There's a lot of incentives mm-hmm. built in and just a lot of fun and good times. And super volunteers were
1: it's a, it's really an awesome program. I was going to ask, who is it that teaches um, these sessions? Is it staff or is it volunteers from the community?
5: We primarily have volunteers from the community, male volunteers from all walks of life, but our staff are also there as well.
1: Okay. All right. So anyone interested in sending um, their son uh, or their child can uh, fill out the application. Mm-hmm. When, When is that due? Um, we want
5: that by the end of this month. Okay. -hmm. All right.
1: Um, I know another uh, a new program that Pace is getting started with is a new paid internship program, um, focusing on fostering interest in the trades. What can you tell me about that?
6: Yeah, it's a brand new program that we're marketing towards seventeen year olds and up, and it's about twenty hours a week with flexible hours depending upon school schedules, sports schedules, things like that. Um, There's also $12 an hour is the pay, Mm -hmm. and they're just gaining real life work experience in an office setting that can translate into resume building and their future.
1: As we talk about employment at Pace, I feel like PACE as an organization is kind of forging a path ahead of many as we start to look at what does the work week look like, especially in a post-COVID world where um, the pandemic kind of showed us what we could do in terms of productivity away from a traditional work week, work environment. Um, Tell us what what changes PACE has made recently.
5: One of the major changes that we've made is to go to a 36-hour, four-day work week. Um, I say four-day work week, but there's a lot of flexibility within that. So Mm -hmm. a majority of our staff have opted for four days. Some say, no, I want to work all five days, but I'm only going to work a half day on Friday. So that's one of the other perks and benefits, um, flexibility. Mm -hmm. People want and need flexibility in their life. And that's something that we're able to offer by shifting around what a work week looks like and or are there tasks that can be done remotely. Mm -hmm. Maybe you want to hang out at the local coffee shop because you need to work on a report. Okay. That is a possibility that can be done. Or is there some work you can do from home? So we've pivoted in that way with our work hours. Mm -hmm.
1: Um, And as far as uh, openings that PACE has, I know there are a lot of employers that are looking for good employees. What's it look like right now at PACE?
6: Um, we ha- are always looking for teacher positions, specifically substitutes, but um we always encourage anyone to apply for the substitute if you have childcare experience and normally we can place you in the right position. and if you are wanting to um, accelerate your career from there, you could certainly do that too.
1: Okay, all right, great.. Um, Back to some of the services that PACE provides, it may not be front of mind yet for a lot of people as spring is forging forward, um, but it will be summer before we know it, Mm -hmm. and with that comes high electricity bills once again. Mm -hmm. Um, PACE has a service that can can help those that are trying to figure out how to live paycheck to paycheck.
5: Our energy assistance program will continue through the middle of May, so you can still apply for those services if you have not done that yet through mid-May, and that is a -a one-time-a-year benefit on your utility bill, whether it is gas, wood, um, propane, electric. So that is definitely something that is available for individuals to apply for.
1: Okay, and you also have your weatherization program um, that can help people examine their their residents to see how they can also save money in different ways of making it, improving their, their situation there. It's an
5: awesome program that provides for energy efficiency measures. It's not an emergency program. It's not necessarily a repair program. It's going in and saying, what does this dwelling need to be more energy efficient? It might need insulation. It might need a new furnace. It might need sealing around the windows. So we go in and we see, what does this particular dwelling need? And then we provide that to the individual at no cost. We do that through some staff and a lot of contractors. So another thing that we're needing right now, in addition to clients, is we're interested in maybe local contractors, um, someone that has a business, someone that has some experience with insulation or shell work or furnaces, HVAC systems. So those individuals contract with us, partner with us, to provide those services Mm -hmm. for low-income individuals that have applied, and then we pay them to do that work. So it's another great way that PACE is active in the local community.
1: Okay, so any contractors that might be interested, they just need yes. to get a hold of you. Yes, and we work, a part. we work around their
5: schedules as well. So most of these individuals have full-time jobs mm-hmm. that are doing work for other individuals, and we're able to also provide them some additional work. So Absolutely. It works out great. It's a win-win.
1: Absolutely. Um, Health Connections is another service you provide. There may be some folks out there that don't realize what you have here, especially like in Vincennes and your other communities. What can you tell folks about the Health Connections?
5: Health Connection is reproductive health care. And a lot of people don't realize it's for men or women. So individuals can come in if they want birth control options. We discuss those with individuals, what they're looking for, what would work best for them. And we have so many different options from the pill to the patch, to the shot, to the IUD, to the Nexplanon that goes under the skin, so many options for individuals. We also do pregnancy testing, HIV testing, um, STI and STD testing and treatment as well. So a lot of education goes into that and individuals can seek out those services throughout Southwestern Indiana. Okay. Yeah, Pace. Great.
1: Um, and then, of course, there's Head Start. Uh, near and dear to my heart, I love when I have visited Pace, hearing the kids yes. laughter down the hallway. Um, your classrooms are really where it comes to life um, for those, those kids. Um, how is the Head Start program going? It's going well.
5: Um, we need teachers, like Samantha <laughs> said. We need teachers. We need associate teachers. We need center aides. So all of that's on our website. You can go out there and apply. Even if the job says substitute and that's not what you're interested in, go ahead and apply for that job and we can, we can place you there. It's a rewarding job. It's not an easy job. So mm-hmm. sometimes people get confused. They're like, oh, it's just eight children that are two or three years old. Or, oh, it's 20 children, um, right. 18 children. They're just three to five-year-olds. It's very professional focused. Uh, the kids have lesson plans. They're doing learning and they're having so much fun. Like you oh, said, they're having a blast. And that's something that the teachers love about their jobs. If you talk to them, they're like, I love working in the classroom. I love going into the classroom and just saying, oh, we get to paint or we get to play Mm -hmm. with in the sand table or we're going to count these things. And the kids are so happy whenever the teachers are there and when volunteers come in and work. So there's definitely more opportunities for teachers. We would love to have them. They have all those professional development opportunities. Our health insurance costs are down. $50 $50 a pay for individuals. Wow. Yeah. So there's lots of perks and benefits to working at PACE.
1: Okay. All right. As always, a pleasure having you here. You guys are so busy. Uh, good luck with the Boys and Beyond program this summer. Can't wait to see uh, how that goes. Yeah, I think it's going to go well. Yeah. Thanks so much for having right. us yeah. on. Thanks for being here. To find out more about PACE, just visit our website, vincenspbs.org. As many know, First City Focus and Vincent's PBS call Vincennes University home. Often visitors who step inside our television studio for the first time may say, I didn't know anything like this existed in Vincennes. Dave Foster and Dave Novak take us inside another studio on campus that may surprise you.
4: Welcome to the Humanities Building, a VU where students can earn a degree or certificate in audio recording. The area is full of several recording studios and lab spaces where students learn the craft. The program has been here for 15 years and program chair Virgil Franklin, who has been here for 12 of those years, says it was the brainchild of two other courses of study.
3: The story I got before I came here was uh, that this uh, was birthed by one person in the music department and one person in broadcasting that said, hey, why don't we have a recording studio here on campus and why aren't we teaching audio recording? And so those two minds got together and, and, and created what turned into this monster.
4: There are a lot of aspects to the program which draws people interested in all types of audio recording. It offers an international certificate in Pro Tools software, which is the industry standard in studio technology. And VU is one of the few schools that has Ableton Live Training, which is another software program for music creation and performance. There's no surprise that this college major does ride under the music program with crossover from students majoring in music. They study in the facilities, which are not just classrooms, as there's lots of opportunity for hands-on training.
3: We have some really impressive studios, and these are working studios. These are not museums for people to come and visit. They're spit-shine. We work in here. There are lots of albums of a variety of genres coming out of the studio all year round, uh, student-driven. <laughs>
4: Music students record their own projects here, working with the audio recording students who do the engineering. And studios are also available for public use, according to Franklin, as outside artists and musicians can utilize them at no cost, again with students at the control board. The recording industry is much bigger than most realize, and Franklin says there's no limit to the opportunities available for graduates. He boasts of students who built their own studios and those who work in concert
3: halls. This, this is an industry that survives on live music, and live music alone in audio is replete with tons of opportunities. There are several concert venues in, in the state of Indiana alone that you could work at.
4: There's also a major industry player located right here in the Hoosier State.
3: We live in a state with the largest purveyor of music equipment in the United States, and that's Sweetwater Music is in Fort Wayne. Fort Wayne has several of our students, and they love it when VU students come knock on their door for employment. So now I also have students working on both coasts. I've had students working at Disney. I have students working at Warner Brothers. I have students working all over the place.
4: One attribute of studying here is that it's big time learning in a small town setting with smaller class sizes and spaces that allow for music and recording students to create, learn, and grow and discover their potential. Yeah.
3: Absolutely, and there's a lot. That is a lot. I took you into the into the, into the private suite that we're putting together. We have kids that, that go in there on a regular, and they're all they're wanting to do is they just need access to a good working space so they can song write and, and beat write and, and kind of mash through their own projects. And they can bring their projects into the big studio if they want to. Highly encourage that.
4: And you can have a blast doing it, whether you are starting to follow or continuing to follow your music or recording dreams. Whether it's on stage, in the studio, or behind the board mixing, or even writing and creating sounds for airplay, movies, TV, or public attractions. And all of the equipment and education to gain the skills you need are right here in Indiana's First City at Indiana's First College, Vincennes University. For photojournalist Dave Novak, I'm Dave Foster for First City Focus.
1: If you want to find out more about the VU Audio Recording Program, we have all the important links listed on our website, vincentspbs.org. And now for our final focus. The Indiana Military Museum recently held its annual World War I Living History event. Hunter Van Houten shows us the sights and sounds that took everyone back to the era of World War I. Take a look.
7: There was always the adage of, if you don't know where you've been, you can't possibly know where you're going. And that's said a lot, but I don't think it's overused. I think it's important. Um, being dressed as a British officer, the British are very big on tradition, and it's not something that I think maybe we, we see as much in America, but I do think it's important to hold on to that history. Um, it's more readily seen, I think, with World War II, um, but when you start to realize that everybody has grandparents who were in some way, uh, or great-grandparents who were in some way involved, and uh, you know whether that was fighting in Europe or here on the home front, not only a part of our national history but also uh in certain times family history. Um, and so that's something that I think you know is, is a connection that we can make with people. Um, and it's important again just to, to understand the history um, not only of the country but really globally. Um, and I think that's one of the draws to World War I is uh, and World War II as well, but more so World War I is that it was such an international conflict. Um, and so you not only get that cultural, um, or sorry, excuse me, you don't just get the history um, of American history, but you get that cultural uh, awareness of, of what was going on around the globe at that point in time.
4: Stretch your bedding!
1: And that's all for this edition of First City Focus. For everyone here at Vincent's PBS, I'm Nicole Carey. Join us again next week.
4: First
0: City Focus is supported in part by Good Samaritan, a regional health care center offering a variety of services from primary care to same-day joint replacement surgery and more. Good Samaritan, online at gshvin.org. Duke Energy, powering the lives of its customers and communities online at Dukeenergy.com. And by Vincent's PBS members, thank you.